I know everyone has memories of cracking open some wonderful pistachios. I used to always throw a bag of the classic roasted, salted, wonderful pistachios in the cart when I was grocery shopping growing up. And I remember always having a bowl going in the kitchen while cracking them open. Roasted salted is still my classic, but recently I've been trying all the flavors. And I must say, even though I love in-shell pistachios for the activity of cracking them open, Wonderful Pistachios, no shell, salt and vinegar might just be my new favorite. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. There's six grams of protein per one ounce serving. That's packing a protein punch. Chili roasted, honey roasted, sea salt and pepper, jalapeno lime. There are so many flavors to try out and Wonderful Pistachios has become one of my favorite snacks recently. I need my snacks to be a good source of protein and I love when I can eat snacks with my hands. It's easy, it's fun, what more can you ask for? I also really like using the no-shell pistachios from Wonderful Pistachios to put on salads or rice bowls. Spring and summer salads are going to be so good. I can't wait to add the jalapeno lime ones to a fresh salad. And I've been using the chili roasted flavor on top of rice bowls recently. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more and find out where you can get wonderful pistachios near you. The weather is getting warmer here in Boston, finally, and I'm sure wherever you are in the world, you guys experience the same thing. The second the sun comes out, the second it gets warm, everyone says goodbye to jackets and sweaters and starts wearing spring and summer fits for the rest of time. I don't care if it gets rainy. I don't care if it gets colder again. I'm in spring and summer fits because I'm standing in my power. And I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul this year because it just felt fitting with a new era. And obviously, I want high quality pieces, but I don't want to spend a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince, and now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Because these are high-quality pieces, they're staying in my wardrobe. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, and they even show you on the website how much you're saving, which is awesome. Quince partners directly with top factories, cutting out the costs of the middleman and passes those savings on to us. I recently got a really, really nice linen set of like pants and a short sleeve button-up, both in white linen, which is awesome. And I know they're gonna be my staple all spring and all summer. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash goals for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash goals to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash goals. All right, Morgan Venn joins us today to talk about gaining independence and getting to know yourself better while navigating new phases of life. So Morgan is on YouTube and of course, Instagram, TikTok, all the things as your balanced BFF. And now she is our IRL BFF. <laughs> you guys know, we all went to Croatia together. We actually um, met or connected with Morgan because mm -hmm. she grew up in Singapore and Caroline and her connected on Instagram well, Karen and I were living in Singapore. So we mm. honestly have a, we we connect on a lot of different levels. I mean, she'll, she'll tell you all about herself, but selfishly, I know this is going to be a great episode for you guys to get to know her and learn a bit more about gaining independence, learning how to enjoy your own company, as well as selfishly, like we haven't seen each other in how long, like a few weeks, <laughs> a few now. weeks, a few all. weeks, but like, it's crazy because Croatia feels like it was yesterday. And it was so much fun. So I'm like, selfishly, this is fun to catch up no, I'm sad seeing you guys again I'm missing you I know <laughs> I'm missing you too we had such a fun time it was like so good it was one of those things it was like a full week of like doing nothing else but hanging out and traveling but it felt like it went by so fast when we were actually yeah, there. I rewatched the video and I got nostalgia 
and FOMO from my own video. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Guys, after you listen to this, we'll talk about it more, but go to Morgan's YouTube channel and watch her Croatia vlog because that is oh. literally the visual of our entire <laughs> trip and it was so fun. True. But it was so cool. I love that we like actually showed up and went together like and Catherine said we've been online friends for like at least a year I think we both we talk about a lot of the same like health and wellness topics online we had similar childhoods growing up internationally both living in the U.S. and like having gone to college in the U.S. now and it was cool to both be like wait you're traveling right now I'm traveling right now like let's just go together and we just kind of like we're all in and went on that ship and we had so much fun. So Morgan, we'll get into current life phases and growth, but talk to us about who you are and what values you've carried with you throughout your life that have helped you with your relationship with yourself in every phase of life, since we're talking so much about independence today. Oh, that's such a good question. I mean, I always think like, do any of us really know ourselves? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I love that question because so I'm very positive and optimistic. I've always told myself through any hardship that things always get better. Um, And I think, you know, you mentioned we both grew up in Singapore. All of us have grown up in Singapore. And I think because of this international perspective, I've grown up feeling always very minded and curious about the world, curious about, you know, how other people think um, and about discovering myself more. And, you know, with that said, like, I'm learning to be more of a, I've always been more of like a deep thinker, but sometimes I'm a little too serious with myself. So I'm learning to be more open-minded with myself and like laugh at myself, not take things too seriously because, you know, I'm sure we'll get into this later, but um, like in the past, you know, I've struggled with guilt from food and even currently I sometimes struggle with guilt of not doing enough or feeling Mm -hmm. like I wasted time. So I think that big value of just like being open-minded to new experiences, laughing, like, um, you know, not taking myself too seriously Mm -hmm. has been, I think, the best with moving forward in my current life phases and just general. Would you credit your growing up internationally to be why you think you're open-minded like that? Or do you think it is like more intrinsic and that is just like a way that you experienced it that's such a good question I feel like it's 50 50 I think your environment definitely makes you who you are and brings out who you become but I don't think you have to have certain experiences to become a certain way like I think mm-hmm. anyone can be come more open-minded and um yeah I think it's a mix of both like <laughs> Yeah. No, I always, whenever we talk about, because obviously it's a very select group of people who have like been grateful. Like, I'm so grateful that we had the opportunity to live abroad, but that's not, that's not normal for people. You know what I mean? Most people grow up in one place and they can still have the inquisitiveness and open-mindedness. So I do think that, you know, of course your traits can be amplified or you can learn new traits from certain life experiences, but I like the it's so hard to put into perspective because it is like you feel like it's a 50 50 because some of it is just who you are who you always known yourself to be but I agree I think too like you connect with people who are just open like it's yeah you can find it is really people. interesting watching who people are drawn to because I think it shows a lot about who you are as well I mm-hmm. think so too you know what I mean for people listening 
you grew up in Singapore. You lived there your whole life, right? And then you came to the U.S. just when you were coming to college. Yeah, I only came to the U.S. for university. And then I've stayed here because of work and friends. Mm -hmm. But I just fully grew up like expat lifestyle in Singapore. Lived in Korea for three years too when I was little. Mm -hmm. And my dad is actually South African. So I think, I feel like, I don't know. But to your point, like this was just norm and it's funny when people are like oh that's so cool and I'm like really I just felt like it was <laughs> like I actually was jealous yeah. of people who had the stable yeah you know, American like born and raised yeah. high school mm-hmm. experience and like like one thing I missed out on is I don't have close friends from when I was five years old or yes that yeah. yeah yeah and I yeah and you miss out on those like ha- keeping close friends connections so mm-hmm sucks in that way but I think the thing another thing I've like learned in my life and I've really tried to appreciate more now is the grass is always greener on the other side Mm -hmm. recently I went to a college football game and I watched the cheerleaders there and I was like I wish I was a cheerleader I wish I grew up in America Uh and had this like cool college experience like Mm -hmm. I don't know I went to such a small university and I didn't even watch football so oh don't worry I've never been to a football game our, our school yeah, doesn't our have school football it's not football either it's so strange. and we go to like a big so like we go northeastern we go to a big school I've never I've been to one singular hockey game and it was while I was in high school and it was oh. a northeastern hockey game. I know it's interesting all the like different experiences that are out there and what you see as like a typical American experience or like a typical high school experience and all of that but I feel like the more that you talk to people around you the more you realize like not many people have that typical experience and like you said the grass is always greener even when they do it's usually not as perfect as we think it is mm-hmm. oh my god my someone said this to me the other day um we romanticize things we haven't experienced mm. and I thought that was so that really stood out to me because like yeah, oh I my like god that. I do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, I know when we were in Croatia together, something we were all talking about is like, how do you choose one lifestyle? Like you Mm -hmm. see all these different things out there, like that typical uh, US college experience or like someone who lives as a digital nomad or someone who has like a corporate boss bitch nine to five type Mm -hmm. five. And it's like, how do you choose what you want? I think, I mean, that's such a difficult question in general, but I think traveling is one way that you can experience so many different things. And I know you're solo traveling a lot and I feel like I mean that's something we'll get into later in the episode but I feel like that's not that it answers the question of like how to experience everything but I think that that's one way to kind of unlock all those different experiences like we're talking about I agree it's like sometimes you don't know until you try Mm -hmm. (laughs) for sure so what is your mission with your channel with your socials what is your what are your kind of core values, value props, if you will? My mission with my channels has always been to help people develop a healthier relationship with themselves and especially with food. Um, you know, I'm now a certified holistic nutritionist and I always emphasized adding to your life rather than restricting or taking things away. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to food, I don't believe you should label anything as bad because I personally feel like, you know, if you tell yourself you can't have something you want it more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this relates to so much in life too. Um, and when it comes to living a healthy lifestyle and promoting that on my channels, I believe it's very unique to every individual. And I love that you guys also showcase this. Like I think part of life and 
motivation and health is finding what works for you. Like, you know, we see online, there's so many girls that are like, oh, I drink matcha instead of coffee because mm-hmm. like it's so much better for you. But you don't have to do that. Like if you prefer mm-hmm. coffee, drink coffee. And if you prefer walking over running, you should do that. Mm-hmm. And same with like, I think so many aspects of life are just figuring out what's the best way to make you feel your best. And I really try to talk about that more. And I think that's what I love about your guys's content too, is, you know, you're so good at emphasizing there's no blueprint for living a perfect quote, perfect lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, of course as well, we've talked about this a little, but I love to travel and I love giving kind of my recommendations on where people can go that are maybe more affordable or more realistic. And I think overall, like I just try to give realism on my mm-hmm. channels, like um, maybe things that are doable for people um and with travel like that's like we will go into but I truly believe you know travel is one of the best ways to learn more about yourself because when you put yourself in discomfort is when you begin to see parts of yourself that maybe you wouldn't have noticed if you were just like comfortable all the time or sitting on the couch like oh my god I remember when we were in Croatia I started noticing wait a second, like I act differently with different people, like Mm -hmm. how I treat or talk to myself at times or how I think I am to myself. And then, you know, I talk to a group of strangers and suddenly I feel like I'm a different person. Mm -hmm. And it's weird, like noticing that in yourself of, okay, wait, who am I really then? Yeah, that's such a crazy question. When you start (laughs) thinking, who am I really? Like you will go crazy. (laughs) Right, because it's like that, um idea of like we have different faces like the Mm -hmm. face you show yourself your friends and then complete strangers so I think I love talking about that too with travel and um doing things solo because that's how you learn that about yourself yeah (laughs) Yeah. you also learn like whatever naturally comes out when you are this is something I talk about between us or like in family conversations too because being a twin it's like kind of hard to not be with someone all the time um but when you are alone you're like oh my god like I don't know if maybe I wouldn't have said that if I was or like maybe I wouldn't have like acted this way or like felt so comfortable if I didn't have my sister like if I was with my sister within this group of friends and sometimes it's super comfortable great right? we're obviously with each other like 90% of the time um but being completely independent and having no ties to your typical friends or typical routine or lifestyle it comes out either things that you're like oh my god that did not feel like me at all whatever I just said or like however I just acted or you're like oh my god like that felt super natural and maybe I wouldn't have known that that's how I wanted to act or that's what would have come out of my mouth (laughs) if I was with my typical friends and routine so I do think pushing yourself into you know like you said a little bit of comfortable discomfort or intentional discomfort is super helpful I like that talk about those three faces for people listening who are like what is that what does that concept mean three faces yeah or the multiple faces or yeah having like multiple faces what you mentioned (laughs) that sounds so funny um so I think I can talk about multiple faces in terms of myself I know you know I obviously I'm the only one who knows truly what's going on inside my own head 
I talk to myself sometimes like very positively. Some days I really beat myself up. And of course, like I, I have a better idea of myself than I think a stranger would. Mm-hmm. And I've slowly begun to realize like, you know, how, these faces also relate to how people perceive you. And I used to care a lot about my perception and how people thought of me or judged me. Um, but then I realized like, okay, this person is only getting that one face or one side of me at this given moment in time. And if we're using that metaphor of faces, like I think that face changes as you get to know someone. So like, obviously the the person we are with our friends is we're a lot more comfortable. We're a lot more, you know, like easier, like you can be yourself. You can dance around and be goofy, but when you're with a complete stranger, maybe you're a little bit more reserved or I know for me sometimes like I'm actually the opposite. If I'm with a stranger, I sometimes like over talk and I like Mm -hmm. overshare because I'm so uncomfortable and because I'm like, how do I make this normal? Like, how do I make you feel like we're friends? Uh (laughs) And then it's just so funny how depending on how other people make you feel, you can like put out a different face. Um, and I'm, I'm just like wondering if that's, you know, I've asked myself this too, of like, is this just how life is? Is this something I'm always going to be doing? Mm-hmm. Or is there one day where I'm just like fully myself with people? Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I don't think, cause obviously I ever, I feel like everyone conceptualizes that or maybe people don't think that hard, but I do for sure. Or will like over conceptualize and over understand or be aware of how I'm acting within certain groups. And I feel like that's, one, it's obviously normal. So you're always going to be in different settings with different types of people and meeting new people. So I feel like that feel that concept never really goes away in someone's life. And I feel like it shouldn't because if it goes away, then maybe you're too, too comfortable in your life. Yeah. All right. So how would you describe your current phase of life? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Just like what you're feeling now, what, what you're channeling now, what's the energy, what's the vibe of right now? Okay, well, (laughs) I think my current phase of life is honestly, so I was in a very long-term relationship since I was 18. I'm freshly single. Like I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm also like current, current phase. I've told my friends I'm in my fun era. (laughs) (laughs) As you should. Thank you. Yeah, I've been like, you know, I was obviously very, as everyone is after a breakup, like very heartbroken and sad for months. And the past two months maybe has been the first time that I've been suddenly like optimistic about life again and excited people. Yeah. And like just putting myself out there a lot more. And so, you know, um, it's funny, like we've, I've struggled with a little bit of like wellness guilt because, mm-hmm. you know, now that I'm more social, like I'm eating out a lot more, mm-hmm. I'm going out for drinks and, you know, I've fallen a bit out of routine. Um, but I don't really care. Like, it's mm-hmm. amazing to feel this sense of like, I am so confident in allowing myself to fluctuate through these different eras in my mm-hmm. life now. And I'm also just like, it feels good to feel excited and like yeah comfortable in myself um 
I don't know how else I can describe this phase other than like I feel like the vibe I'm getting is like feeling free like because you're kind of free from that relationship but it sounds like you're feeling also very free and like how you're allowing yourself to live and letting that fluctuate and not necessarily have to be perfect or have to be a super specific way exactly I think that's the best word it's like freedom and yeah really just also focusing more on my friendships and my love for, you know, pouring love into other Mm -hmm. people is so fulfilling after a relationship ends because, you know, I poured so much love into one person and and like didn't pour it into myself necessarily. Um, But I think exactly that. It's like, I'm free to make my own decisions. I'm free to hang out with whoever I want to see. Um, and it's almost like a metamorphosis. Like I can see <laughs> myself changing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. That's so exciting. What yeah. has changed from the beginning of the breakup when it was very fresh and you were feeling more heartbroken to now these past couple months when you're saying you're feeling way more fun and free and more grateful for, for that having happened? Honestly, I think like the biggest thing is you know, I've mentioned, like, I've always been an optimistic person in my life, but I genuinely have felt like my mindset is so different. Um, I think the beginning of the breakup, I felt very much like there's, like, what is my life going to look like? Like, a very spiraling negative thoughts of, you know, this isn't what I want. Like, how am I going to cope? a lot of questions like why did this happen how am I going to get through this um and a lot of negatives like you know I remember saying like (laughs) you know I have no one to make plans with or Mm -hmm. I feel so alone like who's gonna (laughs) who's gonna comfort me who's gonna pick me up if I need help and I think now the mindset shift of is actually like oh, wait, like I have no one to make plans with. That's kind of amazing. I get to decide whatever I want to do. Like I can watch any TV show I want. And also the shift of, oh, who's going to come comfort me or who's going to be my like protector. And instead it's like, we actually like, I comfort myself and Mm -hmm. I'm showing and learning that, oh, I'm, I'm safe alone. Like I feel, you know, and I think weirdly enough, I felt like I had to learn this lesson And I feel like a lot of us young women have to learn this for ourselves at one point in their life. And I think that's what also helped me like conceptualize the breakup and change my mindset about it was like, oh, this was meant for me to experience. It's not a negative. It's not a like, oh, like how could this happen to me? It was like, no, I was gifted this opportunity to learn more about myself, about Mm -hmm. what I want and also learn how to be so secure and safe alone yeah that's huge I love what you just said about it having a purpose and you being like no wait this was meant to happen for me because as hard as negative emotions are sometimes it helps me to look at something like that as like this is a human experience that I'm getting to experience through this even if it's tough like it's kind of a beautiful thing in itself to think that like you get to experience what it feels to have heartbreak, but then you get to experience what it feels like to find that freedom and to learn from it and all of that. It's like gaining such an experience in your life that you wouldn't have otherwise as hard as that moment can be. 
Yeah, exactly. I think that's the huge mindset shift is seeing it as everything in life is you're gaining something from Mm -hmm. it, even if it's painful. So talk to us about what the, other than I guess the mindset shifts, what are some of the more actionable things that you did when you were reconnecting with yourself after your breakup? Ooh, okay. I love talking about this. You you guys can't see, but she's gotten really excited. (laughs) (laughs) Because I felt like, okay, so, so many things. It's going to be good. (laughs) Well, first I started writing out the things that I was going to be able to do without my ex, like the things to look forward to, the things that I love doing that maybe he didn't. Um, or I started getting excited to like focus on new hobbies and try new things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and this is not not a negative. Like I still think positively about my ex relationship and this wasn't like on him at all. But I think you spend a lot of time with one person. So you kind of neglect like trying new things for yourself. So I was really excited to like try surfing more and Mm. trying boxing class. And, Mm. you know, I really love painting. So I was like, I'm going to paint more. I'm going to like take the time for myself and do the hobbies that, you know, I had spent time with this other person doing their hobbies and no, instead, like, I'm going to learn what I love to do. Um, And then more actual. So I would like write out lists of things I wanted to do and looking forward to another funny thing you can do. That's like an activity that I did is um, I would sit down and write all the things that my ex didn't like about me. (laughs) (laughs) And then I would write what I liked about myself that he didn't like or things that maybe he didn't think I would like I should do like things he didn't I think would have approved of and then I wrote out what I actually would want to do so for example um getting your nails done like I always wanted to do that but my ex was very much like that's a waste of money why would you go and spend money on your nails and I was like no because I want to and it makes me feel good and it looks pretty (laughs) Exactly. Like it makes me feel pretty. Um, Another thing, like maybe this is such a cliche, but so many girls, I guess, like get their hair done after a breakup. But yeah, I like highlighted my hair (laughs) because I was like, my ex is always so against it. And obviously maybe it was in a sweet way of like, oh, you're beautiful without it. But basically just like writing a list and saying, okay, what are the things I can do now that I'm out of this relationship? Or what are things I can look forward to? Um, What's another actionable thing I did? Honestly, I think those are so good. Like, I think people listening mm-hmm. are are going to be able to use that and have that. Like, one, just making the list of, like, what can I do now that I couldn't do before because I have more time because I don't have somebody looking over my shoulder at everything that I do. And also, it's a good way to spin a situation where it could be really easy to be so sad about it and only look back at the good parts. But for you to say, like, no, I'm going to write down all of the things that this relationship was taking from me or wasn't allowing me to do and then I'm gonna go do them because this is a positive it's things that I get to do now I think that's such a helpful way to look at it thank you I agree I think it is like a more positive way to think of it another thing I did is kind of buying myself little treats here and there to make myself feel better like whether it was as small as buying myself a dessert I loved because that was like a self-comfort soothing thing mm-hmm. like I love chocolate chip cookies and I'd if I was really sad I'd let myself cry and then I'd like go get myself that as a treat and I know the action of spending money but also the action of 
like feeding yourself that love like Do you want to learn a new language? Maybe for an upcoming trip, maybe to better connect with friends who speak other languages, maybe you just want a new skill. Rosetta Stone is going to help get you there. When talking about Rosetta Stone, I always think about when we were maybe five years old and our dad started traveling to China for work. He used Rosetta Stone for Mandarin and obviously Caroline and I would use it too, especially when we found out that we were going to move to Asia. That is such a core memory for me and I can so vividly remember speaking into the computer listening to the audio and like matching it so vividly and the best thing about rosetta stone is that rosetta stone offers a lifetime membership so you can buy the program now and get forever access to all the lessons all the languages forever so i've been using this lifetime membership to pick back up my mandarin and let me tell you rosetta stone is incredible the way that it is so immersive has me back to being confident in my mandarin so quickly and you can even start from scratch of course they have 25 languages to learn and it's immersive you learn it naturally and you should definitely check it out don't put off learning that language there's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time girls with goals listeners can get rosetta stone's lifetime membership for 50 percent off visit rosettastone.com today that's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. When you have big goals in a busy schedule, like all Girls With Goals listeners do, because that is exactly why we are here, it can be so difficult to actually find time for wellness. Even though it's a core value for all of us, small wellness habits can easily be buried by everything we have going on. This is why we have Fleur Marche. Fleur Marche delivers simple, quality, affordable wellness solutions for life's daily challenges. It's founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers, hustlers, and activists on the front lines of change, and their mission is to help you feel 100% every single day with fun and easy-to-understand plant-powered wellness products. Caroline and I have both been using the Fleur Marche Botanical Wellness Patches and have really, really enjoyed them because they're so easy and honestly so cool. They're different than a lot of the products I've used in the past for sleep, relaxation, focus, and relief, which are just some of the patches that Fleur Marche offers. Because they're both effective and fun, I think that's why I've been more intentional about this wellness habit with Fleur Marche because I actually enjoy using the patches. So go check out all the patches and all the products that Fleur Marche has for you and try them for yourself. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with the promo code GOALS at checkout. Go to f-l-e-u-r-m-a-r-c-h-e.com and use code GOALS for 20% off your first order physically feeding, you know, yeah, yeah. You love was so comforting. Um, and I also spent my own money on therapy. I think therapy in general is very important, especially if you're going through a really hard time or a hard breakup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the action of me spending my own money into my therapist was like, wow, I've spent thousands of dollars on improving my mental health Mm -hmm. I can never let this circumstance come at me again or I have had to have learned from this if that makes sense Um, yeah yeah yeah. and I think that feels really empowering because because now it's like now I feel like I'm not going to let just anyone walk into my life Mm -hmm. they really have to make me feel happy comfortable and I think as well, like therapy helps you see some of the red flags that maybe you wouldn't have noticed in the middle of a relationship or when you mm-hmm. first start seeing someone. So I think the act of, even though like, it's not about money, it's about time, like putting yeah. the time in yourself is so fulfilling. We yeah. always say, and I feel like, I mean, obviously we spent money on 
Croatia and traveling. But Carol and I both like to say, like, I don't I don't love spending money to spend money, but I'm all for spending money on an experience. And so that may be like a five dollar coffee walk or solo traveling. Yeah. I mean, and I think when it comes to money, like if you're there's no wrong way to do it as long as you're intentional about it. I don't think anything's a waste of money. So if you're saying I'm buying this chocolate chip cookie because this is gonna make me feel happy right now, then that's absolutely worth it. If you're paying for therapy, even though it's like a higher ticket thing, but you're like, this is going to be so good for my growth and it's gonna help me for years and years in the future, then absolutely that's worth it. And it feels good. I know what you mean to to be able to support yourself or something like that. To be like, I am like choosing to spend my money on myself in this way because I deserve this support and that growth. Exactly. I agree. I love that. I like it. So obviously when you go through a breakup, that doesn't mean you have to automatically go and spend time alone. Having friends or family be support systems and just having strong relationships in general is so important, no matter what phase. But I do think it's also so, so important to spend time by yourself so have you noticed your comfort levels or your ability or interest even to spend time with yourself increase and what are some of those go-to ways that you like to enjoy your own company actually yes so I think you know solo travel was one way to spend time with myself but I actually had a conversation with a friend the other day about how you don't need to travel to spend time alone Mm -hmm. And actually, I think spending time alone in your own hometown or where you currently live is actually more impactful because you're going about your day-to-day and you're learning how comforting it is to just be by yourself. Like, I think with travel, when you're alone, you're so uncomfortable that you do things that you probably wouldn't just because you're traveling. Yeah. But when you're home alone, it's so easy to get wrapped up in how boring routine can be so you I feel like in those moments of being alone at home is when you're probably more susceptible to having like spiraling negative thoughts or like feeling depressed because like you're just like alone at home um so I feel like I've made the most growth by whenever I'm home alone and I want to you know, spend time with myself and make it like an active thing. Not so much like I'm just scrolling on my phone or watching TV. I'll actually pick myself up. I'll take myself somewhere new. Mm -hmm. I have found that I used to be really uncomfortable going to new spots. Like even if it's as silly as like a new restaurant or checking out Mm -hmm. a new beach, if I've never been to a beach before or a hike and none of my friends have gone, I would always be afraid to go and check it out for some reason. So I really love just like saying, you know, F it, I'm going to go and take myself to this random spot just because Google said it was cool and I can do it. And it's 10 minutes away from where I live. Um, And I think another thing I love doing is making it like a a date. Like, honestly, I, it's such a cliche, but taking yourself out on a date is really fun. Like I love I bring my paint stuff and my canvas and I pack a little picnic for myself and I go to the beach and I just sit there like by sunset and paint and maybe like listen to some music in my AirPods or just listen to the waves. And, you know, I bring my favorite food, which is like sushi or poke. And it's so relaxing and so calming. I'm literally smiling so hard right now, (laughs) imagining myself doing that. (laughs) 
it's so fun it's so fun I love it that um, is a, that is a really huge point that because obviously when you're traveling it's going to be so uncomfortable in much different ways than it would be when you're at home I feel like you care less to like go sit down at a coffee shop by yourself because you're like I'm somewhere like new I'm anyways here. I'm experiencing it for the experience but doing it at home I totally know what you mean like I yeah. sat down to do some work on my phone at like a coffee shop the other day by myself and like you are hyper aware of the fact that you're by yourself was it the coffee I can see it from our house yeah I know it's so (laughs) (laughs) oh but you just are when you're like yeah you are though when you're in like a hometown like in your actual environment where you know it so well it's like everything actually comes at you yeah I even thought of this too like there's so many people when they go to Europe, for example, they're like, oh my God, Europe is so cool because we can bring a bottle of wine to the beach and chill. <laughs> and I'm just like, wait, why don't you do that at home? <laughs> I mean, like, depending where no, you live. Yeah, like, no, literally. You see people traveling and they're doing things that they would never do at home or like in can. their day-to-day life. Like, they're, like you can do this at home. Doing acti- People go do activities when they travel. Like seek out activities at home too. That's so That's fun. True. But if you're having this much fun traveling, think of all the activities you could do at home. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's another activity I've done is take myself to like a new workout class or a new studio mm-hmm. and just be almost like open to talking to new strangers yeah. and like striking conversation with people. I think doing that like in your own hometown, like being open to chatting with strangers is mm-hmm. actually so much more fulfilling. Cause I think to your point, when you're traveling, it's honestly kind of scary. I go to workout classes and if I don't know anyone, I'm like, I like crack a little smile <laughs> and I keep to myself. <laughs> True. I do that too. I'm just like, Oh, I'm going to keep to myself. No, I agree with you. I think when you're traveling, it's like, you're so open to making new friends, but why don't we do that at home? Like, why aren't we open to chatting with people at the, you know, nearest workout class or going to a coffee shop and just like noticing someone has a cool hat on and being like, Oh my God, I love your hat or I love your shirt. Like for some reason, we're so against doing that when we're in our, our, hometown bubble or something so there's no pressure when you're traveling like you know you have a flight out in three days so whatever happens Mm. happens but when you're home I feel like there's so much more pressure which it shouldn't have to be yeah it shouldn't have to be I do want to talk about traveling though because I know you've traveled so much through your whole life but correct me if I'm wrong solo travel is a bit uh, more of a new venture and like a new a new era I've never solo traveled completely alone because I've always had a captain with me, but you've honestly, you've honestly really inspired me to want to do it by myself. I think like next summer we're going to like do separate trips somewhere and something like that. But solo traveling is very daunting to do something that big alone, but I, I would imagine it's such an intense way to gain confidence and an understanding of yourself. What has your experience been traveling your whole life, but now, you know, doing it alone? No, you're so right. I This is a new era for me of solo travel. And honestly, it's so fulfilling. It's such an exciting thing to do, especially in your young 20s. And I think you definitely should go off and do it as well. Like, um, I think my best experience has been realizing and meeting so many different people and realizing like nothing matters in a way (laughs) like meeting so many people with different stories and plot lines and characters and 
so many different things going on in other people's lives makes me realize like, oh, okay, like my problems are not that big or my experiences are not that unique in a good way. Like as in, if I'm struggling with something, I'll probably meet someone from the other side of the world who's experienced the same thing. And Mm -hmm. in a way that makes me feel really connected to people. It makes me feel like how exciting that, you know, you grew up with a completely different background. Maybe they grew up speaking a different language, but we can connect and share this moment together. Um, I think that's something I love about when you're alone and solo traveling. I think we mentioned this, but you're so much more open to meeting new people and you make some really great friends. Like I, Mm -hmm. and I know it's not just about that. Like, of course, the point of solo traveling was to meet, like learn more of myself and become more of my own best Mm -hmm. friend. Um, I think I you think can do that through yeah introducing yourself over and over and seeing what sides of you come out with all these new people. That now. that messes me up because how, like you introduce yourself so much and you have the script almost in your head of the things that you say. And I'm sure you said like, how are you supposed to introduce yourself? Like, I'm I'm Morgan. Like I grew up in Singapore, but also I'm half South African and I currently live in Santa Barbara. But like, and here's what I do for work. <laughs> and there's, yeah. a, there's like a rolling. But, but there's like you have a script. But each year, like something gets added and something gets kind of taken off. Or as you go through time, your little script shifts with you. But I think the cool thing about traveling and meeting people and why you're able to form such, you know, strong and genuine friendships so quickly when you're traveling rather than you would at home is because like everyone checks their baggage at the door. Everyone leaves their actual issues at the door everyone no one knows your like family no one knows what your family house looks like no one knows what your past friendships are or past relationships are like you're just like seeing yeah there's no for stake themselves. in it yes what yeah, I think is like, I a game changer I agree it's so true hmm. so what um what have been some of your favorite places like that you've gone to by yourself in this solo travel era Ooh. okay Honestly, if anyone is going to solo travel, like my favorite and first place I've gone fully alone was Bali. And I think it's a great place to start because exactly that aspect, like everyone I've met there was extremely open. The country itself, very safe. There's a lot to do as well. Like there's, I think, you know, all ends of the spectrum, there's nightlife partying, but there's also amazing nature, um, hiking spots, surfing. Mm -hmm. I think um, it's my favorite just because I also felt really like personally growing up in Singapore, I felt like I kind of knew the culture a little bit. Like I was used to going there with my family. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, it felt very safe and kind of easy to uh, being like a first stop. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I will also say, I don't know if I've like mentioned this, but um, I lived solo in Paris and in Tokyo when I was much younger. I was How has this taken this long oh to come up? God. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't mention it. I think because it's like not related to this era in my life right now, but, yeah, it, but it's it still like a very niche era. It's so distinct. It was really cool. And I think, so 
I think back then, because I was a kid and I was solo, I did have a lot more like safety in place. Like my parents were checking. And for context, this was for your modeling career when you were younger. Yeah. Yeah. This was when I was modeling. It's, um, I was on placement for two months in Paris. And then the next year when I was 17, so I did 16 years old, I was in Paris and 17, I was in Tokyo. Um, but I think that as well really taught me to be uncomfortable at a young age, like just like thrusting myself into that world, but also like being in a totally new country alone yeah. was, you know, I kind of got used to it really quickly, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my favorite places, I think if anyone wanted to start solo travel would probably be Bali, the first one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. I know you mentioned Bali feeling super safe, especially to you. What would you say, especially we have such a female audience, I feel like girls in particular are always so concerned about safety when doing something like that. Do you have any tips or things you look for when it comes to like thinking about safety or controlling a budget? Like how would you logistically go about planning a trip by yourself? I think that's such a good question because I think even now as a 24 year old woman, I would still be concerned about going somewhere completely alone. And even though I'm not a child, I'm an adult. I think having someone know where you're going, making sure you have someone you can call that's actually either nearby the country or like somewhat in the same time zone for an emergency. So, um, you know, when I went solo to Bali, I had family in Singapore So that made me feel safe. It's that like feeling of safety, having a backup just in case. Mm -hmm. And I think I know if I was going to plan like a solo trip in Europe, I would make sure that someone nearby was easy for me to call. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that can be really hard for uh, many people. Um, I think because like we all grew up internationally, we have international friends. Yeah. Um, But I think so in that case, even if like you're going to a hostel in a new country, just like making friends with the hostel manager or like finding someone there that you feel like gives you a sense of security and safety and like worst case, or they can give you the run of the land. Like they can give you, here's all the, you know, local emergency contact numbers and like, here's what you should do. Um, So I know as well, there's a lot of Facebook groups for female solo travelers. Oh, good to know. Yeah, you can reach out to um, some people that are currently in a country you're planning on going to or, you know, who have gone. Mm -hmm. So like even reaching out to people who may or may currently be in the place you want to go and just like messaging them beforehand and saying like, hey, can you let me know what it's like or what I should look out for? Do you have any like emergency contacts I Mm -hmm. should have on hand? And I've learned like people are very, very giving and open and kind and understanding like you should never be afraid to ask for help when you're traveling solo Mm -hmm. or just in general like you're never um, a burden to someone they want to make sure you're safe so um, I think those could be some good options just making sure you have someone you can contact Mm -hmm. if anything goes wrong Mm -hmm. Um, yeah even if it's someone that you meet the first day you're there and you're like I I'm trusting you right now. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. And also I think um, like with anything you should, I would text my parents, but like 
every day, just giving them a rundown of what I was going to be doing that day and where I was going to be going, Mm -hmm. just making sure your family back at home knows where you are every Mm -hmm. single day. Um, And that doesn't mean you have to call them and check in every day. It's just more so like give them like an itinerary so that they know. Yeah. Like, oh, I haven't heard from her. Like, yeah. Yeah. Those are very good tips. My favorite thing to talk about with guests is your ideal day. So to help us get a better idea of how you live your life and how you support you being the balanced BFF, what would a typical day in your life look like for you? Oh, I love that. Okay. So perfect ideal day. I would wake up early, probably around 6.30 or 7. I like to work out in the mornings. That's just how my body is. Um, So I'd probably have a coffee and a banana before going to a workout. Um, I also just, I don't like to eat heavy before like an intense workout in the morning. So that's just my personal preference. My body reacts that way. Um, But I'd probably go to a workout. Um, If I go to the gym, I'll do, you know, like Stairmaster and some weights. Or if I'm going to a class, I'm probably going to hot yoga. I love core power yoga sculpts right now. That's like my go-to workout. Um, And then I'd come back home, make myself like a very nutritiously dense breakfast. Like my go-to would probably be avocado toast with locks and an egg. Mm. That sounds so good. So good. I love that. And then I work a corporate job right now. So um, I would then get on my laptop and work my nine to five, um, which I really love. Like I'm balancing doing, you know, my corporate job and also um, social media, which is really fun. Mm -hmm. And throughout the day, ideally, I like to get up and walk because I think it's so important to like stretch your body and check your posture. But also I just... I find walking like really therapeutic. And for me, it's like my way to discover new music or Mm -hmm. listen to podcasts like you guys. (laughs) So I would do that. Um, And then ideally, you know, I also love walking and getting myself lunch and then Mm -hmm. maybe working somewhere else because I work remote. So I'll go get lunch, work remote at a cafe. And then ideally like perfect day, I would love to meet a friend for happy hour, maybe get a cocktail, chat with her and then have like a really good dinner. Like um, I love going out for like tapas style food and trying like family Family style, (laughs) family style. Yeah, family style is the best. Like (laughs) honestly, we can go anywhere as long as we're doing family style. (laughs) Um, And then get home, have probably like an earlier kind of night. Mm -hmm. I'm like choking. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'd get home early, have like a nice night in, probably watch like a comforting movie or show. Mm -hmm. Like it's fall right now. So I'm like, I kind of want to rewatch Harry Potter and just like, right? Like drink a hot chocolate, relax. Like I live with one of my best friends. So me and her will like cuddle on the couch and watch movies. And yeah, that to me would be a perfect day filled with like nutritious foods, but also like comfort, like hot chocolate or like a little bit of work, a little bit of play. Exactly. That, I, that, that does work. sound like a pretty perfect day. Yeah, I'm not that's, gonna lie. It's a good day. That's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think the happy hour like motivates me to crank out some work. <laughs> I actually, yeah. that would be so fun to like going to a happy hour during the week I feel like is a bit more rare than like going out on the weekends but that's I kind of so like chill. it more 
I kind of love that because like, it gives like this is my activity. Let's just go. I love doing things later. during the week. No, I'm actually funny enough. I'm I'm very inspired that when I'm back in Boston, <laughs> I'm gonna like have happy hour dates on the daily. Oh, you sh- well, I honestly think what I prefer now is having like a casual drink like with a friend mm-hmm. during the week rather than like going out on the weekends. Yeah. yeah. I feel like to me, you know, it then allows you to enjoy the drink. Like it's mm-hmm. a lot more of like a honestly, I think it's like promotes a healthy relationship with yeah, alcohol yeah. rather than like a binge drinking one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I'm not by any way, like promoting drinking every day, but I do think it's like, for me, Carolyn just said she's going to do happy hour on the daily. Not- <laughs> <laughs> I don't have enough friends to do that on the daily, but we need, like one more often. One week and then it'll be more, more often. I mean, that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think too, it's like, I realized. So the reason I like said that as like a perfect ideal day is because I've also, this is so morbid, but I've thought about like, you know, you can die tomorrow, sadly. So if you want to just like live in the present, if you want to go and meet a friend for a cocktail and that sounds fun to you, like go and do it. Like no judgments, you know, and the same with like eating a cookie after a long day or, you know, I think I'm just now in this era of like, I just want to be so present and I want to enjoy every single day to the fullest. And some days that means, you know, you just want salads and like an early night in. I feel like salads. Why is that like the descriptor <laughs> for health? Like I hate that. Some days you love a salad though. Salads are some good. Days I'm craving a salad. <laughs> and then other days it's like, you know what? I want to go out. I want to dance until 2 a.m. Like I think I'm just in this era of like, I want to enjoy my body and my mm-hmm. life in every way possible. I want to feel healthy. I want to have a killer workout, but then I also want to like dance the night away and be surrounded by my best friends. Like, I don't think you have to limit yourself to one type of lifestyle or Mm -hmm. one like perception of what a perfect lifestyle is, you know? Oh, absolutely. For sure. Rethread. (laughs) (laughs) Rethread. Couldn't have said it better. I love that. That was such a perfect note to end this off on. Like, I think- Everything you said is going to be so helpful for everyone listening, whether it's that tangible breakup, building independence advice, tangible solo travel, or just your outlook on your life and where you're at now, I think is going to be so relatable and so helpful for everyone listening. So thank you so much for coming on Girls With Goals. We are grateful to have you on the show, to chat with you, to have you as a friend. Um, I'm sure our listeners have seen you in all of our pictures from Croatia and all that, but where can they find you after listening to this episode? Well, first, I want to say thank you guys so much for having me on here. This is such an amazing podcast. Like, I'm so glad you guys asked to interview me. I feel honestly so honored. Um, And in terms of where your listeners can find me, um, I'm on my Instagram. It's morgan.ven. But I am becoming more of a little YouTuber. So you can check out my YouTube. You are a YouTuber. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I am a fun little YouTuber. And my channel is Morgan Ben. Um, You can catch me there. I actually love saying hi to people. So if anyone drops a comment on my YouTube that they found me from Girls With Goals, I would feel wow like I would yeah, go I, comment and go say you listen it. to this go episode go go listen to our Croatia episode and comment that you came from this podcast oh yeah go episode. to the Croatia vlog oh my gosh we'll yes. have it literally any other vlog but yeah we'll have all the links reply, of course. YouTube yeah, you. TikTok Instagram everywhere you can find Morgan will be linked in the show notes below so you guys can just click on over and go 
check her out give her a follow a subscribe yeah thank you and I'll say hi too I love saying hi to people online so thank you guys so much Mm -hmm.